0: Hey, welcome to Conversations on the Co-Mission, a podcast where we're talking about the topics, the trends, and the issues in missions that impact missionaries and the churches that partner with them. My name is Tony Balava. With me today is Stephen Madoff.
1: Well, hey, Tony. It is good to see you and talk with you again this week. I do enjoy our conversations. I enjoy the things that we get to talk about. I enjoy Mm. the, the topics that we cover Some of the feedback we're hearing has been great. People are enjoying it as well, and I think it's beneficial for them. But can I say that I am excited about what we're going to talk about today. Hmm. And and it's not necessarily because it's a fantastic topic of positivity and joy (laughs) and everything else. It's the nitty-gritty of life we're going to talk about but I think I love this topic and all that it covers because of the depth and significance that is seen when this thing that we're going to talk about happens. So rather than string it out and kind of leave it like kind of, we got a birthday gift. We're going to like <laughs> keep trying to, Hey, hint at someone, Hey, I got you this really cool gift. Uh, we are going to talk about the topic of baptism. Now, Everyone was like, oh, baptism, oh, we know that. But baptism specifically as it relates to those in places where taking that step of baptism is a very significant event, not only for their own spiritual journey as they identify with Christ, but also because of the statement that they're making to those around them, family and society, when they get baptized. Mm -hmm. And that is a huge statement. It
0: is. And as you talk about it, maybe a lot of people who are listening, their minds instantly go to, well, this will cover mostly just uh, closed countries or, or, you know, creative access countries where people face persecution because of their decision to be obedient to believers baptism. But the truth is, even in our culture and in our society and in Countries that are far more open to the gospel. There is still uh, those pockets and those places where uh, people face a certain amount of resistance from their family, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, while we were in Quebec, there were people who who faced that resistance in a very real way, and even here in the United States, I have a I have a personal friend that uh, went through a very difficult period of his life because of his decision to follow Christ and believers
1: baptism. I know for me, I've kind of come f- can't say full circle because that would put me, bring me back to where I started at, but half circle um, hmm. on on the idea of baptism because I will readily admit that when I was growing up in church and you'd see someone get baptized, you know, kind of either before the service started or at the conclusion of a of a service it was sort of like, oh okay, you know, that's neat and I didn't think much about it. To be honest, it was just sort of like a part of a service like you would take the offering or you sing a song and mm-hmm. and then you'd have baptism. Okay, great. Yeah. Let's move, you know, we move on to the next thing and continue going. It wasn't until I was in Australia that there I saw the importance and significance that really the people had placed upon it because for many, it was quite countercultural to make a stand yes. of identification with Christ as an Australian in their community. It it really took on a significance and meaning. People, I remember the first baptism that I I participated in as the missionary pastor, baptizing some folks, and the church folks made it a big moment of celebration. They gave out gifts uh, to the people getting baptized. They would give them cards. They would do all type of things like that to make it a celebration that this is a big thing. And then on their own, like, and I picked up on it because of them, that they would start breaking out in song, and I have decided to follow Jesus. And it was mm. like, wow, that was really cool. Then when I went over to Romania and the Ukraine on mission trips, it it was something very significant there. And... Uh, and And it really caused me to rethink the meaning of baptism, not in what the picture it's making, but the significance of that picture that it's making. And so since that moment, I have truly, truly loved, seeing baptisms, whether it be at my church and I'm a witness of a baptism. I mean, I, I'm one of those guys that are like excited and I cl- I'll clap. I'll clap because mm-hmm. it's it's a big deal there. Mm-hmm. Or if I see reports of uh, from missionaries and maybe their letters or something, they email me. I truly kind of get giddy at seeing it. And because to me, baptism is something very significant now, much more so than I ever thought it to be.
0: You know, I, I look back at my own personal experience and um, I was I was saved. I received Christ as my savior as an adult. I was told the next thing you do is get baptized. And there was really no explanation given to me other than this is the next step. This is what you do. Uh, there was enough explanation for me to understand that my salvation was not tied to my baptism, mm-hmm. that it wasn't going to secure my salvation or anything. Uh, but it, it wasn't explained the significance of the decision I was making in regards to, this was my public profession that I was a new creature in Christ and was now beginning a new kind of journey, if you will, saying, hey, I want to live for the Lord. I want to stay people to see this change in me that that Christ mm-hmm. has made and that wasn't explained to me so it was basically oh okay well if you say I've got to be baptized I'll get baptized it was just simple for me it truly was just simple obedience to what I was being told now I understood because they showed me the bible that this was a biblical concept mm-hmm. but I still didn't understand all that was attached to that decision I was making nor did my wife who who did the exact same thing about six months uh, or later after I got saved. You know, she got saved on a Saturday afternoon at our home. Sunday, she hears a guest evangelist say, if you've been recently saved, you should be baptized. She wants to be obedient. She knows that I have already done that. And she just gets baptized that day with, again, really no explanation given to Mm. all the significance of the decision we were making. Um, and it wasn't until I started to have the privilege to baptize people
1: myself that I started to say, wait a minute, we should probably explain this in detail a little bit more. And I've seen that as well. Exactly what you're saying. I've seen people get saved in the Sunday morning service and get baptized Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And 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 I didn't think much of it at the time. Honestly, I just, oh, OK, great. And but now I really I I think people should understand the significance of the statement that they're making because you are making a very significant statement of I am identifying with the person of Jesus Christ in my life, and I am, you know, making through the act of baptism a statement to follow him and be one of his disciples. And so to me, that you want someone to. Know that they're making that statement. Right. Yeah. Now I've had discussions exactly with what you're saying. I've had discussions with people who uh, they say no. The scripture it says that you know we're saved and baptized in the same day, and they go to obviously Acts chapter two mm-hmm. and things of that nature where you see the thousands that got saved and baptized, and and I understand that, and and I I definitely understand you know, that you have a scriptural basis you can point to in a sense, or you have uh, that Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch, you know, the guy sure. saved and boom, he wants to get baptized straight away. Mm-hmm. And he was not a Jewish person, he was a Gentile mm-hmm. and he wanted to jump right into those waters. And so I understand that you there is biblical, you know, kind of precedent that you can lean on, but I do think that there is something for that person getting baptized so much more depth to it when they understand what what it is all about. That, you know, I've made that decision in salvation in Jesus Christ, and now as a step of obedience to show that I am his follower and to this is something and, and that there is a conscious decision and understanding of all that's wrapped up in it. You mentioned in the very beginning that instantly a lot of people's minds are going to think about people in creative access countries and what happens when they get baptized. And But that is a very real thing. There are mm-hmm. folks who, when they are getting baptized, it, that is the moment when the pressure and the opposition and the challenges really come upon them. I have seen so many, met so many people and heard so many stories that when somebody makes that decision of their heart to come to Christ, family is you know, they may not be happy, maybe relatives who are Buddhist or Hindu or Muslim or anything of that sort, that they're not happy with that decision, but it amps up a whole nother level when that person takes that step yeah. of, of obedience and baptism. Because yeah. that then is, I am, I am making a physical statement and to make that physical statement requires a decision yeah, and a decision that it's not just kind of internally that nobody will ever know or see or or, mm-hmm. or, or know kind of what I I've done in my heart, but now you are making that statement physically, so that people can see it and people do can point to something to say, "Yes, you just, you have done mm-hmm. that," and that then is when the heat comes on and the pressure comes on. I I know folks over in in some of the countries where that I get to deal with in Southeast Asia that when. A, like a wife would get baptized, it is at that moment upon that baptism that the husband who may be a Buddhist will say, well, I'm not, our marriage is over because of that. Mm-hmm. Now he didn't make that claim when she put her faith in Christ, yeah. but it happened when she made got baptized. And so to me, that's not something you just take lightly. That's right. not something like, hey, Acts two, guess what? Get baptized right now. Because they mm-hmm. need to know the ramifications of what they're doing. Uh, because mm-hmm. of what can potentially happen in 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 the kind of persecuted part of the world, but then also just here in in first world nations as well. Sure, sure, uh, yeah.
0: I, I want to back up just to the 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 topic of well, what about Acts two or what about Philip? And I think really in uh, Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch, I think really that that particular example in Scripture shows us something very significant that we should pay, pay attention to and that is our culture and society has trained changed drastically since Philip met the Ethiopian eunuch and what I mean <laughs> by a that little is bit. <laughs> just a little is, bit <laughs> yeah well what I mean by that is there was a pretty common understanding about baptism back in that day that really doesn't exist in this day baptism today for a lot of people, is part of the ritual of what we do, and and don't understand the significance of it. But I think that you know, the the eunuch's question of Philip is, "Hey, what doth hinder me to be baptized?" shows that he understood his need to be baptized. He understood some things about baptism mm-hmm. that the average person today who who receives Christ does not understand, and and I think it, it's part of the great commission of making disciples to help them understand now i would say this i don't think they have to you know go through a whole discipleship course my personal opinion i don't think they have to go through a whole discipleship course before they can be baptized or i would baptize somebody i even think that if somebody got saved on a sunday morning and we had sunday afternoon free we might be able to go through those things talk about those things and let them make a decision for the Sunday evening service e- even but I do think it's so important that we give people information and again I think it's part of that whole discipleship making process that we're teaching them from the very beginning this is what this, this is what baptism is because for a lot of people let's let's be honest uh like me it was just kind of like oh you say I have to do it to be obedient. Okay. But I had no clue of the significance of the statement I was making at that at that point. I, I wish I would have known that. I don't know exactly how that would have changed the decision-making process <laughs> and everything um, because I just had a desire to be obedient. But I do uh, think that it's important that we give people that opportunity. And you mentioned in in Buddhist countries where the husband may say to the wife, hey, this is that step. Well, it's not just there any longer. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We had a a lady in our church in Quebec that received Christ as savior. And her husband was not on board with that decision, but like you said, was not like, okay, we're done. But then she started to grow in grace and knowledge. She's getting disciples, she's getting biblical information. wants to be baptized. And her husband said, if you make this decision and you follow through with baptism, we're through, we're all done. That's a huge decision. Now that lady followed through, got baptized, and thankfully her husband did not follow through and did not end the relationship. But when a person knows those things and they make the decision to be baptized the same, Boy, there is a level of commitment there that is just, you know, that that's a that's something that they can look back to in their walk and say, this is how important Christ is to me, that I want to make this kind of stand. Yes. And and I'm not obviously for breaking up marriages. I'm just simply <laughs> saying that when you see somebody with that kind of commitment and and wanting to say, No, Christ did this in my life, and I need to let people know it and and i think you know the lord honored her decision and uh, obviously the lord didn't want her her relationship broken up either and uh, so i i think it's just important people know about those things
1: and, and i think that it goes back to the, some of the teachings of jesus himself when he was here amongst the disciples and he would say that people need to you know not be ashamed of him and they need to mm-hmm publicly identify and in what happens some of the churches i grew up in they would take that statement of you know kind of a public identification of christ and they would if someone got saved they would then kind of call them up to the front of the the you know the the church and be like hey Mm -hmm. let's publicly announce that so and so has come to christ and and they would quote those scriptures uh there of jesus and that for a long time in my mind was the was how it how it went you know kind of you had to stand up in front of a group of people and say hey guess what everyone i got saved and and then you sometimes you would never get people to be baptized and and the you, you know we can even talk about the average church whether it be a missionary church or a church in kind of western world the number of salvation decisions that are made versus the number of baptisms that are made there right. is a a stark contrast to those two numbers sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, it in a lot of ways, it ought not to be so. It it should be yes. That first step of obedience is baptism after salvation, and so then we're taught to obey all things whatsoever Christ has commanded, according as the as He says in the Great Commission. But somehow we're we're missing something. Somehow there is a disconnect that's occurring. And and I don't know all the answers on how to solve that disconnect. I don't know if it's we're not promoting baptism the way we ought. I don't know if it's just people don't want to make that public statement through baptism. Uh, I'm sure it's probably a, a myriad of things, but it is so significant. I think there should be more teaching, more promotion in the church, more celebration in the church about baptisms a church takes on what is celebrated. No Mm -hmm. matter what, you you, kind of celebrate missions, projects, church gets a heart for missions. You celebrate Mm -hmm. someone coming to Christ, people get a heart for that. If you don't celebrate those things or make a big deal of them in the church, then it doesn't become a big deal. And I do think that there should be something about making baptism a bigger deal just in the culture of the church that it is not just something tacked on pre or post service and and that okay once the baptism is done we're you know we're going to pray and y'all can leave and go to lunch there should be some some kind of significance put in like we often do with the with the Lord's Supper typically in many churches the Lord's Supper is something where a lot of services are built completely around in the day of, in the service that you're going to have the Lord's Supper there's going to be the songs that are all themed around the sacrifice of Christ there's going to be kind of the sermon that even ties in a bit to the incarnation and death and burial and resurrection of Christ and and all that he's done for us on uh, on the cross for our salvation, and we we put a big thing on that, but yet when it comes to baptism, it's often just kind of pastor goes, gets changed, gets into the water, dunks someone, and then comes out and like, okay, everyone, have a great day, and see you mm. later. And yeah. and somehow we're missing something there, so that it doesn't it doesn't communicate to the church this is a really big thing that's happening when they make this identification.
0: It is, it's a huge deal, Um, obviously in creative access countries, it's a huge, huge deal that people are going to, who make that decision, you know better than I, that's your area of the world, but uh, their employment becomes at risk Um, in, in the area of the world that I focus on right now. The 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 pushbacks that somebody receives is mostly from family, mm-hmm. um, although at one point, especially in Quebec, where it was so dominated by um, Roman Catholicism, uh, baptism was one of those things where, wow, if you do that, <laughs> there's going to be pushback by your employer, by the culture, by the by the the, the town people around you. Not so much any longer, but, you know, I think I mentioned at the very beginning, a very, very good friend. In fact, the first man I ever had the privilege of discipling was over 30 years ago now, I guess it was. Um, and uh, he he made a decision to be baptized and it cost him tremendously in his family. Thankfully, I look at him today and I say, wow, this guy just was faithful. From the beginning and he's he's faithful now and it always encourages me every time i see him i just got to see him about a week ago in his his church that he's still a part of what, what was actually our is our sending church and uh every time i see him it encourages me but i i always kind of think back of how much this man paid in the circle of people he associated with and even in his family and how much it cost him personally to make that decision to f- follow the lord in believers baptism people were kind of okay when he got saved and there some you know that's kind of you know weird or that's strange <laughs> but mm-hmm. don't talk to me about it but then all of a sudden he gets baptized and then it's like wow okay you're going to pay a price now yeah not the price that uh, I get it in p- that people pay in creative access countries but again it, it's it's interesting that the world sees a certain significance in the in the matter of baptism, and sometimes we just kind of gloss that over. And we should we should really help people to understand how important a decision this is.
1: I remember one of the one of the things we did in our church in Australia. is at first, when we started doing baptisms, we would have them inside a uh, a building of an and we had to kind of borrow another church. For our baptisms, because we met in a rented hall, we didn't have a baptism, you know, kind of built in. We didn't do the the, the tub thing, bring in a tub and yeah. baptize them there. Like I've seen that done, portable baptistries and stuff. Mm-hmm. We just didn't have that. So in the beginning, we borrowed another church. And after the probably the the first two years, and again, I as my mind was beginning to really switch. In the thinking of baptism, you know, getting baptized and the meaning and the depth of it, that uh, someone approached me uh, there in my church and they said, Hey, why don't we do this in, in the river? Because then you're making a public statement to the world. Because while we're here inside this building, the only statement we're making is to other Christians. Mm. And there's no, yeah. you know, it's kind of a friendly environment kind of mm-hmm. thing. And so we we in our town where we were at, we had uh, a river that the the um, Murray River and the Darling River right surrounded our our area. And so we would go to the Darling River, and we began doing our baptizing out there, in the river. Mm-hmm. And and I can say for myself, even it it take it took on a whole new feel because now you also know okay where we we're at. We, we we're in a area where there are homes, and we were in in. Kind of off a dock, but there were homes all around us. And so you felt that pressure. You did. You just right. innately felt that pressure of, oh, people are mm-hmm. looking. Oh, uh-huh. and, and in, and I understood then at that moment why somebody would want to go out here because mm-hmm. it was like I am making a public statement to the world. Now, yeah. everyone who was looking in from the windows and the bedrooms, or whatever, did not know maybe the name of that person making that statement. But I understood, and ever I think all of us understood the gravity. Of the moment, because here I am out in public making a statement I identify with Christ, and no, that can't work for everyone. And I'm not saying that's a better way to go than in a you know mm-hmm. church building where there's we have baptistries built in mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. But it, to mm-hmm. me, again, it just echoed the idea that I am, I am world. Look at me. I am making a statement. And you go back mm-hmm. to even John the Baptist, and when they, when those folks. Would come and respond to him. That was a big deal. Mm-hmm. You'd have those soldiers. They'd get baptized, and they'd be like, "Okay, now what? Now what do we do?" And he'd yeah. be like, "Well, make sure you treat everyone fair. As, you know, yeah. in your in your kind of enforcing, mm-hmm. and tax collectors. Oh, well, now what do I do?" And after they would get baptized, and and he'd be like, "Okay, now make sure you're you know you don't cheat and lie about your monies, yeah. and right. all those things." And that was something there that they understood. all right, I have to live different, and I I I am identifying with this faith and publicly people were seeing. And so that's, it, it, that's why it truly is something that I love, I love. Mm-hmm. You know, when when I hear these stories of, uh, in, in India, the, the missionaries we have there, they put out, you know, whoever wanted to get baptized and they taught through baptism, you know, about what baptism is and the significance and so on and so forth. And there were six people, mm-hmm and who first like, put their hand up, yeah, we want to get baptized. Of those six, only three followed through because the other three weren't yet ready to make that statement of, I am following publicly, and I am okay with everyone knowing this. Mm. And so the, the missionary only baptized three. Well, those three, I could tell you, they meant it, and they became I, I guess you could say pillars of the church because they knew no matter what was happening, hey, I have publicly stated I'm with Christ. The other three who did not get baptized at that time, well, eventually they did, but it took a couple more years before they did it. But at least when they did it, again, they knew why they were doing it and they were ready to handle the challenges that came upon them. And some of those believers may not have been ready to handle the, the pressure that would have come upon them. And who knows, maybe they would have wilted away and and never continued coming to church or continued learning and and things of that nature. But because they understood that significance now, now, years later, they are plugged in, they're serving, they're active and, and they are bold in what they're Mm. doing. Yeah. You know, we, uh, when we were in
0: Arizona, we didn't have a river to baptize in, go figure. <laughs> um, but we did make a, a conscious decision to move away from the baptistry that we had uh, installed in the church and brought the portable tub out to the parking lot. And uh, part of that was um, let's do this in that kind of public way. But part of it also for me was uh, what I really loved about it was it it brought v- the congregation to the very, I mean, right up close to the baptism. Some of them mm-hmm. are actually getting wet when the person gets, gets baptized and gets splashed, you know, and it just made it, I think, in people's minds so much more of a big deal. And they were like, well, this is almost like we're participating in this as well. And it was the idea of, I just love that people were getting the significance of this. And so we made that decision. We were gonna do that on purpose because I felt like, it it was just a thing that said, this really is important and let's make the biggest deal out of it. We know how. And so we we had the portable tub and, you know, it's Arizona. You leave water out in the in the sun for even your morning service. It may be boiling when you come back in. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> we had a shade tent that we would put over it. We had a huge banner. And so when people were walking into our service, even visitors, they noticed that. And mm-hmm. there was just, just it generated some excitement in the air. Yeah. Oh, wow, there's somebody's getting baptized today, especially amongst our, our members. It generated some excitement that, oh, this is this is happening today. This is gonna be a big deal, as opposed to inside. If somebody wants to do it inside, that's perfectly fine. It's yeah. just something that it worked for us as a church. And uh, as we kind of need to wrap this up for time's sake. We always try to say, how does this impact that partnering church as well? And I think one of the things is partnering churches, when you receive that prayer letter and you read that somebody on the foreign field has been baptized, rejoice in that and understand the huge decision that somebody has made in their life. We have all these forms of communications and we always like to encourage people to communicate with their missionaries. What if, what if uh, somebody in, the, in a supporting church communicated through the missionary to the person who got baptized and say, hey, you know what, congratulations. That was, that was something that really encouraged me even. And I think it should encourage us where we have it a little bit easier than in those creative access countries. There are people that are making decisions uh, to proclaim their faith in Christ that cost them significantly more than, than what we know. And it ought to encourage us in our walk with the Lord as well. And I think that's one of the ways that uh, um, that a partnering church can look at this and say, "Wow, this is something we invested in, and this happened because because we invested." And that's
1: a yeah. tremendous thing. And I would I would add to that, in just to kind of piggyback off of that statement, is that you know oftentimes when we read our prayer letters to our churches, we really emphasize when someone's gotten saved in you know, we missionaries would say, Hey, pray for this person, pray for this person for their, you know, as they try to make that decision about trusting Christ or something like that. And so when someone comes to Christ, we sometimes announce it, Hey, praise the Lord. So-and-so had five people come to Christ through this evangelistic camp that they did or something Mm -hmm. like that. And we make a big deal about that. We, we should, as you just said, also, when you're writing, you know, reading your prayer letters, don't Mm -hmm. skip that part about the baptisms because that is, in 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 a lot of ways sometimes the tougher decision now not i'm not trying to you know make one over the other but because they understand some of the challenges they're going to be faced when they make that so we should make that a big deal hey over in this country over in this place five people got baptized let's rejoice with that that's Mm that's all part of the great commission. See, somehow we have broken off the great commission into three different sections, like yeah. part A, part B, part C. And, and, and we do one part better than the other or two parts better than the other. It's all the great commission. Yeah. And so when someone's getting baptized and, we, and missionaries mm-hmm. share that in their letters, boy, the church yeah. should rejoice because yeah. the great commission is being accomplished.
0: Yeah, and that's the
1: church on the foreign field being built, by the way, as well.
0: I mean, you know, for those who would say Acts 2, and obviously we agree with Acts 2, uh, and it was when they got baptized that the Lord added to the church. And so, you know, this is the church being established on the field as people are following the Lord and becoming members of the church. And it's just really an exciting thing. And it should really encourage us as well that uh, that there are those in places where it costs them more than it does maybe here in the United States, that they're making that decision and the work of missions continues on and supporting churches, partnering churches have a part in that. And that's just amazing that God lets us do that. Mm -hmm. And I hope that this topic has been helpful and encouraging and maybe even caused some to kind of take a new look at how they look at the reports that are coming off the field from their prayer letters of the missionaries they receive and maybe really highlight those times where somebody is baptized. I always get really excited when I read that somebody mm-hmm. got baptized because to me it's like, okay, they've made that step and now now the church is gonna be stronger as a result and the and the witness uh, of that church to reach that community is gonna be stronger as effective as, uh, as well
1: you do that and i do my mental happy dance when i read those letters <laughs> let's not go there we we've, we've done fairly well on this on this topic and so
0: <laughs> let's just say thanks so much for listening and, and in you know if you want to talk to steven about his last statement contact him <laughs> his information is in the show notes mine is as well i'd rather not talk about steven's happy dance <laughs> so my I can't. happy dance <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead and, and contact me about other things. And uh, we do uh, thank you for listening, just spending this time with us each week like this. We, we appreciate it. We kind it a privilege to meet with you each week this way and uh, hope that this is a help and a blessing to you. If it is, share the podcast with somebody, maybe leave us a comment, uh, do the rating thing on the podcast app. You listen to the platform you're listening on that helps us get the word out. Uh, and until next time, have a great week in the Lord. Thank mm-hmm. you.